Welcome to the e-commerce growth series. My name is Ronald Dodd, Chief Marketing Officer and Partner at Visitor. Here today with another episode where I talk to Amir Hassabi at Big Commerce. Amir is a senior solutions engineer at Big Commerce, has a tremendous background in not only development, but also um, in e-commerce. We focus today really talking about PWAs or progressive web applications, which is a really new and exciting subject matter for any e-commerce merchants out there. Talked for around 35 minutes and he had a lot of great information around PWAs and really breaking it down. We talked about PWAs and what that meant for merchants and how it's really an application experience for a website, allowing a lot of things from personal notifications and more. We talked about how PWAs can actually decrease development costs in addition to all the benefits of PWAs from faster site speed and more. And we talked about what businesses are the right fit for PWAs, small, big, large, et cetera. We discussed how PBAs can improve site speed and user experience. We discussed actually how to build PBAs once we talked about the benefits. And then finally, we talked about some crystal ball talk <laughs> where we thought PBAs would be really relevant in the future, uh, what types of merchants, what kind of years they would be the most prevalent. And then finally, we uh, gave a little crystal ball prediction on e-commerce in general. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, Amir. Can you tell us about yourself? Hi, Ron. Thanks so much for having me. My name is Amir Hasabi. I'm one of the Senior Enterprise Solutions Engineers here at BigCommerce. And uh, what I do at BigCommerce is I help uh, merchants um, before they uh, elect BigCommerce as their uh, platform of record to make sure they have all the tools they need, all the questions are answered, and really they're a good fit for the platform and what they're looking to do in terms of their next e-commerce step and you know in their journey. Great, great. I've obviously heard a lot about BigCommerce. Um, <laughs> uh, for those who have it, though, can you tell us a little bit about BigCommerce? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, BigCommerce is an uh, open SaaS e-commerce platform. And what we do is uh, we enable um, businesses of all size to be able to sell their products online, whether it is uh, through a hosted website with BigCommerce or if they have a preferred other place that they want to enable commerce, we're able to connect to that and help them uh, expand their reach and, and get in front of their shoppers. Great. I love it. Um, so obviously we're talking about PWAs today. It's a really big subject matter. Um, and I know that so many people are pretty foreign to it. So could you maybe just start giving just a very general um, high level overview of what PWAs are and which stands for progressive web applications? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's really important to kind of look back and see like where we came from and how we got to a PWA. Um, when when people were starting out to you know experiment with all these new devices, the, the Androids of the world and the iPhones of the world, um, there was this new additional screen that shoppers could interact with. So we were not only in the browser screen within the desktop or the laptop computers anymore, and this whole idea of um, new set of tools that you need to maintain as part of your business was kind of very cumbersome. So over time, what, what's happened is that uh, we've figured out <clears throat> what is the best way to, if, if you are a brand that needs to have that type of a native mobile app feel uh, and, and functionality, but at the same time, a very high functioning website, and you want to marry both of the experiences, we're able to create this progressive web app that is able to behave like a native mobile app on those mobile devices. But at the same time, it could also be a very high functioning website that has app-like characteristics and functionality that a user can interact with. Things like push notifications, offline access. 
um, those type of you know really intricacies that you would go the the native app uh, f- way for, but now you don't necessarily have to maintain four or five different types of code bases because you have an Android app, an iOS app, and also a website. I guess in like almost layman's term, or you know, <laughs> think of it like you're talking to a five year old. How would you describe PDUAs uh, in that sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's really the the difference of um, you going on a on a mobile device and clicking on a on an app, uh, and that app opening up right within that um, that that device. The app traditionally opens up its own window, and you're in that environment. But a PWA there is doing the same thing, but now it's in the context of the web browser. So um, you're you're doing all those same act, app activities, uh, but uh, are able to do that in any device. You don't have to uh, worry about uh, losing functionality from one device over another. That makes yeah. sense, especially with so much traffic going to mobile devices now, um, even in B2B, it's pretty pretty funny. I'm sure that that's so much more important now than ever, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, we, uh, we've we gotten to a point in, in technology and our busy lives every day that um, not everybody is like always looking for the website or like visiting the website. People want things very quickly and readily available to them. So if you are able to um, allow somebody to download or save your website as an app onto their phone and next time they're looking to access this they can just tap on that and it just opens as if it was an app installed on their phone and it makes life so much easier and that's why also at the same time this isn't for everybody right you you wouldn't tell every single brand that they need a mobile app uh, on on the ios marketplace or the android marketplace it's really more about well what what do you need for the shopper to do with that with this tool that you're enabling them to do so to the, to your point of b2b b2b has a lot of uh, things that are happening sometimes offline you might be in a, a spot where there's no internet access but you still need to interact with some of that catalog data you want to be able to uh, record some answers from the the buyer that you're interacting with but then once you're in back into the zone that you have wi-fi or what have you it's able to really easily sync that up with the service and uh, put the, uh, you know, allow you to continue using uh, what you're uh, what you're doing. However, you're not necessarily now as a business having to maintain um, the the back end of uh, what an iOS app would have been versus what your website would have been, and having them communicate with each other. I love it. it. Those are some really good call outs. I, I love the push notification and the same kind of experience as an app to a website. Um, and with that, you know, I think a lot of people wonder, why should I use PWAs and what's the benefits of it? So could you maybe like describe like the benefits beyond the things that you've already talked about? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the, the benefits are um, are some somewhat subjective to, to what you're looking to get out of it. But there's some overarching uh, things that if you are looking at a PWA, you will see improvement just because how the technology is set up and how that how that actually works. So, first thing that you will hear, or you will hear about PWAs is that PWAs are fast, and the reason that they're fast is not just that the homepage is fast; is that 
just about every experience that you're creating within a PWA would be fast. Just like a, a, an app experience, it doesn't have a latency. Uh, it's not necessarily going every time to the server to fetch some specific template or the page. Those, those components are actually part of that progressive web app that's already loaded within that environment. So you actually have those components uh, readily available for you, for you to interact with. So uh, when you have a lot of components, a lot of um, pieces, a lot of moving data on a website and any traditional website, you will encounter um, some sort of a latency, whether it's on a category page or maybe it's on a product page. And at BigCommerce, we do a lot to optimize a lot of that. But then again, you know, if you were to completely customize that and really start adding some things, whether it's best practice or not best practice, you will affect your page load speed. But PWAs allow you to uh, be able to really serve a lot of those uh, pieces within the actual app itself, rather than having to rely on the post page load um, types of uh, JavaScript actions. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And, um, you know, for me, I always like breaking down complex um, ideas into simplified ways. And I, I thought I was pretty good at about doing that with SEO. I was able to break down really complex algorithms and simple ways to think. So I think about PWAs as like simple, you know, ways to simply understand what it is and how it helps. And something that I noticed, um, and this is kind of, kind of a curveball, <laughs> when I would go look in the source code for a PDB website, there's almost like no code in it. It was kind of crazy. And then you'd look at the old website, you know, with their, with their old CMS, and there's just tens of thousands of lines of code. Do you, does that really matter at all? Like having less code when you click on the source code, is that why it's able to load so much faster and not have those latency issues you're talking about? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a little bit of both. So I wouldn't necessarily, you know, say um, PWAs don't have any codes, but there are there is less lines of code that you would need to write because you're not necessarily rewriting all of those HTML templates. You, you're not... Uh, going through for every single page and having a specific, um, like you know, the the rendering uh, specific HTMLs, you, you you're creating that via uh, the JavaScript components, whether it's a Vue.js or it's a React.js, and these are all uh, very compact ways uh, and and um, more simplified ways of uh, creating these templates and these pages. Uh, that way, to your point you're not loading a very heavy file from the server onto the browser every time. Uh, and that, that it, within itself, you know, it's, is a very uh, important thing when we think about latency and page load speeds and uh, how, how many, you know, kilobytes of data is actually needing to be passed over to the browser to be rendered. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, kind of two-part question. Do you suggest React um, JavaScript is the way to, to build it? And then I'd love for you to expand on images. I feel like it's loading images lightning fast. Can you explain why it's able to load limit images so fast? Language-wise, uh, there, is, there is a lot of different new languages uh, every year that, that come about. Um, so if you were to ask me five years ago, you know, React was very, very introductory and it was kind of just getting off the ground or so. Um, everybody used AngularJS at the time and um, and then, you know, we've all sort of graduated out of that. Um, Vue.js is, is very uh, popular these days. Uh, and um, 
you know, it's just a really a matter of preference, I think, uh, depending on the developer team that's working on on this specific tool. We do see a lot of React JS builds, uh, just because React has a, a bit more, uh, it's, it's a bit more popular in the space. Um, but yeah, we, 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 there's there's other ones like Next.js and uh, other uh, essentially tools that we can use to build a PWA. So I wouldn't necessarily say one is per se better than the other. Um, it, it's uh, it's really a matter of preference. Um, I do like J, uh, React myself. Um, and then the second part of your question was about images, and images are very interesting because um, to, you you still have to deliver those images regardless of uh, whether you're a PWA or not a PWA from a closest distance to the shopper. So if you are on a PWA or on a regular website, I'd highly recommend considering you know having a content delivery network and with a platform like BigCommerce, we provide you a content delivery network we have a partnership with akamai uh, and whether you're building on BigCommerce or you're building a headless store uh, like a pwa uh, you're able to use the content delivery network that BigCommerce offers and actually um, link those images right within your uh, pwa environment gotcha that makes a lot of sense um very helpful and appreciative of uh, you running through that um, it's something that I've seen a lot of people talk about is how PWAs can actually decrease development costs and maintenance costs. Uh, do you think that's true? If you're a small business that's just starting off and, and you know starting online and selling online, that there would be some costs for you to build a PWA store. But if you're established business and you're um, you're you need a mobile app, you you have a very large audience. You um, you have uh, audiences that are on iOS. You have iOS audiences that are on Android. You also have a very prominent, very established website. But your your experiences are all disjointed. The the goal is that you want to really bring everybody together, uh, and uh, you have all these different development teams that are working on these different tools that you're providing to your customer base. Then absolutely, you you creating a PWA is it means that these teams that are working on these different essentially business tools that you're providing for your shoppers um, can all be unified now. You can you can have a very um, universal tool, whether it's on a website, on an Android or iOS, uh, for everybody to interact with. But also internally, now you're not maintaining three different code bases three different types of integrations. Uh, so uh, I would definitely agree that d- decrease uh, it, it would decrease development cost uh, if you are uh, that type of a business that's doing all of that that I just mentioned. And you make a great point about smaller businesses. Um, I see so many businesses looking into PDUAs and I feel like not everyone's a good fit for it, you know? Um, could you for kind sure. of talk through like who you would really think is an ideal fit for PWAs and not a good fit for PWAs? I think this new exciting idea of headless uh, approach came into the industry. And because it was very hot and new, there was not a lot of um, guidelines or how-tos in the market. So um, hopefully over the past couple of years, we've been able to help the market and and folks in in the business to be able to see that a little bit better because initially it, it was just looked at as this very over-engineered type of a website and um, but that's not that was not the point of of PWA is really um, kind of coming into uh, the space that we are that we're in so 
what I think a, a good fit for a PWA is is a business that uh, has a decent sized audience, um, and this this audience, um, this this brand following that they have, um, is looking to find them in many different places. So, um, and by by that I mean um, they're they're very loyal to the to, to, to this brand, and they they want to you know every time they want that product. That this brand sells, there. This is the go-to that they go that, that they visit. They either go to the website, or they pick it, pick out the item off the shelf um, from a from a store somewhere. Uh, or um, maybe you you know you you're a, a more uh, digitally native brand, and you have your own iOS and Android apps that uh, these merchants are maybe these shoppers are maybe interacting in terms of like rewards and those type of more gamified experiences with you. This is a really good fit for you, for you to be able to combine all of these different activities that you might be siloing in different type of experiences and give everybody the same equal type of an experience uh, that they could have and they could interact with. And then at the same time, um, it unlocks so many other things because now that you're building a PWA, um, because it's a progressive web app, because it's an app uh, and it's installed on, it can be installed on your phone. That also means that this website can take advantage of some of the tools that your phones or devices have. So uh, the, the possibilities from there could be really cool. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll start seeing some of this stuff where um, there's NFC chips in, in, in tags. So like Nike and uh, Adidas have um, all of their tags with NFC chips. So if you bring your phone next to a jersey, it, it tells you, oh, like click on the, the URL and it opens up the, the, the story behind the jersey or the athlete that you're wearing the jersey for. And it becomes a very personalized experience in that way. Um, and that's where you know this becomes really exciting, where you're really engaging the shopper from the moment they're picking an item off of the shelf because you're not there to sell that. But because you gave them a really cool experience on their mobile phone, um, you were able to really capture that moment and sell them that product. If you just have a website and your website is getting a decent amount of traffic, if you have one physical store, um, PWAs may not be the right fit for you. Um, so I want to make sure that's a very clear uh, differentiation that um, if you're not engaging your shoppers in so many different ways, that if your shoppers are not asking you to um, to be there for them when they're looking to make a decision um, where you're not present, um, I think it's okay to to not have a PWA to to build that relationship a bit more, build the brand a bit more, maybe focus on other social channels instead of these uh, other attributed channels in terms of like device wise, uh, and and focus on gaining more customers. So then you can get to a stage where now you're offering them a, a website that's an app, but also can be installed as a native app on, on their mobile devices. I could agree with you more. I think there has to be a business case to do so. Um, and one thing that we've seen is merchants leveraging PWAs to have faster site speeds to help themselves um, create a competitive advantage and the ever so competitive SEO <laughs> uh, yeah. field, you know, because some of these merchants are getting 50, 60% of their traffic from organic search and they're able to increase their site speeds from two and a half seconds or one and a half seconds to sub one second. That's a game changer for a lot of these brands. And so I think if you're able to build that use case too, that you're able to, you know, have that kind of cross channel functionality and 
you know, improve your site speed. I, I think it's a really good business case to do PDBAs and worth investment. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, it's, it's really just a matter of, uh, is there a need in the business to make this happen? Or are you just doing it because everybody else says you should do it? Exactly. And hopefully um, you didn't scare off anyone with the Adidas and Nike's examples. There's plenty of small brands doing really cool VR experiments. So if you're out there, <laughs> definitely Absolutely. try it. I know 19 Crimes did uh, 19 Crimes the Wine um, did a really cool VR experience where you literally scan their bottle of wine. It shows like a really cool story on a mobile mobile uh, device. It was really cool. So, um, but yeah, you need the business case. You need to have obviously a really good stable customer base and looking to take that to the next level. Yeah, and we're seeing a lot of um, a lot of that as well. So, um, folks that want to want to go the PWA route is there's a lot of um, tools that are coming out uh, that uh, that are like starters essentially, like uh, within like the developers portals of BigCommerce, which you guys are very familiar uh, with. Ron um, can that can help you. Um, have a lot of those basics and not have to start from the ground up uh, that help you get that PWA up and running faster than if you were to code it from, you know, the very first line. God help anyone who's going to code it from first line scratch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so with that, you know, we've got a good background here on PWAs and, and the benefits. And, and for those out there who want to kind of jump into this, where do you even begin on building a site with PWA? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it really depends on if you're going to outsource it uh, to you know a company like yours, uh, visitors to do uh, to build the PWA, or if you're looking to just do it yourself. Uh, uh, there's a lot of starters out there. Um, the Next.js um, starter is uh, is out and available. There's uh, a lot of other tools like Gatsby's uh, Gatsby JS and um, deity, uh, Falcon server. So these are, these are some pre-made tools that you can just install in your big commerce store and, uh, and have a, a place to start and then, um, start designing that, modifying the code components, uh, from there to essentially match what you're looking to do for, for a more established business. I would say, um, I think it's really about understanding what else is happening in the business, right? Are there actually native mobile apps? What are those functionalities that are being used on those mobile apps? Maybe even running surveys with those audiences that are using those apps to, to get an understanding of within an app experience, what, what do shoppers touch and what do they interact with? And then uh, I think for an established business, that, that type of a research is really, really helpful to, uh, to really be able to deliver a nice um, experience on a PWA because now you're not just an app in a mobile device. You're also looking at it as a website. So it also needs to mimic some of the website's uh, characteristics as well. And so you've been on a few launches already. Um, do you have any good learning lessons from those launches and any challenges or hurdles that you think merchants need to be aware of before going down this path of exploring PWAs? Yeah, we've done some really, really awesome uh, PWAs with some really cool merchants on BigCommerce uh, like Zwift.com and Yeti Cycles uh, are two really um, beautiful um, sites that, that are PWAs and they have some really awesome offline experiences for the types of, um, of a business that they are. I think what uh, what's really important when when you think about going the PWA route 
And, and honestly, this is something that I say just about any sort of an implementation is data, just making sure data is clean, data is, is in the right place, uh, and you're not uh, connecting four or five different things to, to each other uh, just, to, just to make sure that your data is all in the same place. So having a central source of truth. It's more critical on a PWA because uh, you, you might have other Inter, uh, interactive spaces or interactive uh, components that are touching this PWA than, versus if it was just a website on its own. I love it. And um, I, I just went on Yeti Cycles and yep, you're right. Those pages load instantly fast. <laughs> if anyone is out there listen, listening and uh, wants to check out how fast these uh, pages load, check out Yeti Cycles. It's, it's pretty incredible how fast the different images and everything load. With that though, and, and talking about site speed um, and with the launches you've seen, have you seen improvement in any kind of key metrics from conversion rate, site speed and any other, any other metrics that you know, these merchants are looking at? There's there's definitely a lot of uh, upside um, when you look at a, a PWA. So with with the site speed itself being improved, um, there's to your point earlier that you made, Ron. Uh, Google naturally will give you a better ranking, better quality score because of the site speed improvement. Uh, and there's some data that, that that are in the market that I can share with you. So Google found that 53% of mobile users abandon a site if it takes longer than three seconds to load. So just just that uh, metric itself is really important because uh, the speed is the utmost important thing, uh, and PWAs can provide uh, that type of a design and smooth experience uh, for a shopper to be able to actually interact with that. And uh, Alibaba, for example, when they launched their PWA, because, you know, Alibaba being that really gigantic store, uh, although not on BigCommerce, uh, they, they have their own um, commerce engine, <clears throat> they saw a 76% increase in conversion across different types of browsers after they introduced their uh, their PWA. So even, even a really, really large brand like that, established brand, like Alibaba is able to see increase in conversion rate just because site improvement, speed improvement, and and the way that you you're enabling shoppers to interact uh, with specifics. Um, and and with that, you know the improvement site speeds. Say like once you get the site up and running and you're in the maintenance kind of um, cycle, if you will, of your kind of website uh, life cycle, is there anything merchants need to know? And I know this might be kind of early because, you know, you just had all these sites go live. Is anything merchants need to know about maintaining the site going forward? I think it's really goes back to that planning stage, right? Um, if you are, if you've, if you've planned things accordingly and you, you know what your minimum viable products are, um, you don't have a huge amount of maintenance other than just making sure you know if you're using any specific version of a javascript you're you know you're updating that javascript version uh, but you don't need an entire you know um, 300 development team to look after a pwa uh, whereas on a native app you would need some development you know resource to to look after your apps and uh, look at bugs and and those type of specifics so i think it's a it's a fine balance, and it also depends on um, how extensive is this PWA. What all does it touch? Is it meant to really interact with all these different devices, uh, or are you just building a PWA to serve as your website? Perfect. That's very helpful. Um, is there anything else about PDBs that uh, merchants need to know about? I think it's a really exciting type of a technology, and I think we're gonna see a lot more with PWAs um, in, in the next couple of years because 
we're just figuring this out in terms of like what else can be done with and these types of new technologies that are happening at uh, happening and and I'm saying we uh, we as an industry um, they everybody in the in the industry has worked really hard to kind of get to where we are today with these uh, types of new tools and new capabilities and new ways that we're able to bring experiences to shoppers uh, but at the same time, there is all these other technologies that are also happening. So I think uh, we will see a, a more um, integration or marriage between uh, PWA experiences and VR or uh, AR type of um, tools that are out there. Uh, I think that's going to be another exciting moment once that, that becomes a reality. That's really interesting. I, I could agree more about VR, AR. Um, we've been doing a lot of research around it. I, I feel like that's the future. You know, say anyone who's put an Oculus around your head before, you, you know that that's the future and how people will eventually shop once they uh, can get their graphics to a certain level <laughs> where you can probably see a refined product. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I mean, it's crystal ball time. Um, when do you foresee PDBs becoming a larger part of merchants' websites, really? Is it 2022, maybe 2024? Um, what's kind of your crystal ball take there? If you asked me about a year and a half ago if you know we would have this much volume when it comes to PWAs, I, w- I would be very shocked. Um, uh, but um, because the technology wasn't there at the time, like uh, people were still developing uh, what it could be and how it could work. Um, so, but we've come a very, very long way uh, in terms of like um, what you can do with a PWA and what all it can encompass. Large parts of the merchants, I think, um, I, I don't know if by 2022, we're going to see like a, you know, 20% adoption of the market, but I think we're going to see bigger and bigger brands go the way of a PWA uh, and and drag some of the some of the other brands along with them that are trying to compete at the, uh, with those larger uh, larger brands. Um, but we're also going to see, I think, a, a little bit of a shift in terms of um, how people uh, shop. Uh, I think we're, we're we've seen that uh, over the past couple of years, uh, from desktop being the leading. Uh, shopping experience to now mobile being the leading shopping experience. And I think that's going to continue. That trend is going to continue going that route. So um, it will be pretty interesting to see um, as these mobile devices evolve in the next couple of years, uh, what, how we need to evolve with them to essentially continue uh, providing the experience to the, the shopper and how they're interacting with those different brands that they're with. Sage advice, and I think you're dead on the mark there. Um, last principal question: What do you see as the future of e-commerce? And it can't be PWAs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think the future of e-commerce is normalizing it uh, because um, you know it, it's it's sort of what email started. Um, we we all were like, oh, email is really cool. Um, you know, you can send somebody uh, electronically, you know, text and image and. Uh, that type of stuff. And uh, e-commerce has been this very novel idea for a little while that you can transact online and you can sell products online. And uh, 20 years ago, not everybody did it. Now, a lot of people are doing it. With the pandemic, we saw a huge surge of people um, seeing that they were um, left flat-footed and you know needed to uh, quickly get online and start selling online. I think commerce in general, um, it's it's going to become the way of the future because everything is e-commerce technically at this point. 
uh, we we're going to continue seeing the the card not present type of transactions being the the popular way of uh, folks shopping uh, and i i wouldn't necessarily say you know oculus drift is the way of the future but i think a a somewhat of a combination of um of you shopping on your mobile device but also uh, having some sort of a more personalized experience as as you're doing that um is is the way of the future i love it all right amir thanks for joining the show thanks so much for having me ron thank you for joining us today on the e-commerce growth series and a big thank you to amir hasabi at big commerce if you have any questions please feel free to email me at ron at visitor.com we'll see you next time